Welcome to I'm Not 20 Anymore, the podcast for women 30 plus. This is the place to gather the info you need to know, need to learn, and need to grow. Welcome to I'm Not 20 Anymore. I'm your host, Shakira, and this is another great episode. This week, I'm talking about the dating series, which we talked about a few weeks ago, maybe a month. I don't even know. I can't keep up with time right now in 2019. However, we are talking about knowing who you're dating. Why is that so important? Because we live in the age of technology. We live in the age of just the history of families. So today, that's what we'll be talking about. And I have a special guest, my friend that's not new to the show, Elaine, my sister, and more. So let's get into it. Welcome back to I'm Not 20 Anymore. And as I mentioned, I'm so excited to have a guest on the show, Elaine, Miss Elaine, more than that. But anyway... Um, I wanted to have her on because we always have these just profound random conversations that end up turning into great conversations that I think is necessary to talk about as women, to talk about as uh, people, period, to just that are dating and to consider some things that we don't consider when it's time to date, especially today. You know, I've talked about internet dating, which is a whole nother show. Um, but today I'm really focused on knowing who you're dating. Do you know who you're dating and how you're dating them? And not even dating, but going after, even peaking interest in. Um, and what really sparked this is... I recently had a conversation with a guy that I don't personally know, but I have had some um, just business back and forth um, with, and it was a situation where there was a Caucasian woman that was um, attempting to, I guess, hit on him. And it was in a weird way because she was showing him how she's on all these sites, plenty of fish. And he was saying, I'm too old for that. Like I'm in my fifties and she was in her fifties and being in your fifties and you're single, you're still, you're still looking to date. So she figured being 50 something that it's important for her to get on this app and, you know, learn how to join in, in the new age of dating. And so he was saying he's too old. He couldn't understand that. But he was African-American male. Needless to say, um, I kind of was there. Uh, I was actually in a restaurant and I worked there. So um, I was there and the guy um, called me back later and he said, oh, thank you so much um, for just being up front when the woman was talking to me. He said, because I've never met her before and she, I believe, was trying to hit on me. But I wouldn't hit on her. If any person, I would hit on you because you're African-American such as myself. And I wouldn't want her family trying to come after me, trying to be in fear of being lynched. That's when you insert gasp. Okay. Because, <laughs> because um, that's really what we have to deal with, especially black men today. Um, and black women have to deal with when you decide to date other races um, that 
may have history of their family members being uh, racist. Sure, yeah. You know, and uh, racist against you, even though he was in his 50s and she was in her 50s, that doesn't mean that her parents and her grandparents, if they're still alive, um, would even approve of that. Now, you might call me new age or whatever the case may be, but... I mean, don't you think this is something that we need to be talking about, especially with all the stuff that's happening racially in this world right now? What's your thoughts on that, Elaine? My thoughts are all over the place with this one. <laughs> it just it it just floored me and and brought me into more of a realization that these conversations have to be had. Like we we hear it and see it on social media when it's at your door or in your conversation, there's a whole nother ball game and you have to be someone even with the media being as it is, you can't ever sit on the outside, not wanting to be a part of what's going on inside. Because when you do that, that's when fake news happens. That's when, the lynchings do occur, but because it's not in your hometown or your home state or wherever you live, it's always someone else's problem right. until it's in your living room. So that moment, it, just, it it's unfortunate that we as African-American people have to have that as a part of our conversation today. Like, <clears throat> as, as you were saying, Shakira, as far as dating... That I really believe that we should have a dating. Well, not me per se right now, but I'm saying right. when I'm single, I, I, yeah, <laughs> or paper. I'm not single, but um, <laughs> but that I really believe that there should be a dating application. You know, is your does your family approve of other cultures or other ethnicities or how, however you want to say it? Is your family welcoming of that because? If this is the person, let's say you date a person and you, as a, as an African-American, I'm going to speak to my people right now. If you're deciding this is the one I'm going to marry after you've dated, that's a real conversation between you and her and also the family as well. So there's no hidden agenda. There's no crazy Carol in the, in, in the, you know, in behind the scenes, a con conjuring whatever they're going to be to be against this person or, or right. plant things on this person or even a secret, secret, uh, racial terrorist in the family. I'm going to call it Listen, that. You don't want, you don't know. You don't want grandma Betty to tell, invite you over for uh soup. And there's something extra in that soup. Yeah, she's stirring the tea like the lady in the in, in the and, um, soccer get, place. Was it get out? Yeah, yeah get, get out. out. Right, stirring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but for real, like, and you know, to think that you know you can say, oh, in the United States we've progressed so much, and to think that you still have to have these conversations, and even this is coming from somebody that is in a older generation or older than we are or a few years, you know, in their fifties, mid halfway through their life. And they have seen the progressions happen and still have reservations of, I'm not going near a white lady because I don't want 
it to be a problem later. And I don't think that's just based off of what's happening today. That's based off of maybe the past period. Um, I recently was talking to an Uber driver and she's a Caucasian older woman. And she was saying her parents are so racist and she doesn't know why. Mind you, we live in the state of Pennsylvania. This is a Northeast where most people that dealt with racism ran like, you know, you, you, it happened, it started maybe in the South and then like to free slaves to slaves that want to be free came to the Northeast. So to say that that's still happening and people still believe like that is crazy. But now it's like, how much investigation do you do? Because I, because you should be able to love who you want to love. Now, some people may say, I don't care about any of that. I'm going to love and I'm going to marry who I want to marry. But you have to understand there are people out here that are praying against that kind of stuff. Like literally getting praying to whatever God they believe in, whether it's a witch or, you know, the devil, whoever they praying to just to make sure that, you know, you guys don't, don't make it and don't work. So, I mean, I think not just racially, but also like culturally, right? Like shouldn't you, you should understand what cultural differences you guys have. Like, does your family practice voodoo? You know, are they into that? And I know, you know, you might be listening like, really? really? You know, like, is this something that happens? But it is. Or I, I believe that. I mean, I, I think that that's the time we live in. Like, you know, even Elaine, she has sons that she says she has a daughter that she's raising too, but she has sons that she's raising and they are African-American sons. And this is a time where, you know, you love who you love. It's Caucasian, it's Hispanic, it's Indian, whatever the case may be. We're not knocking that. And she herself is not against interracial dating, but we don't know if some people in her family or some people in their family may be. And that's, that's a discussion. That's what we, that's what we have to talk about now. And, and, in no way, shape or form are we racist. <laughs> Not at all. But I think, I think everybody has like a little, a little bit maybe an eighth of racism in them <laughs> not not to say that we're going to go out and kill each other <laughs> no but, but we, it's we laugh at the, the fact that we are so different <laughs> right certain things and that's what i was going to say because of the differences in our cultures there's certain things that we we all do that are funny to each other or maybe not funny to each other but it's because of our cultures and the way we were raised like for instance there's this thing going around <laughs> Facebook, yeah, Facebook, it's um I am and you fill in the blank years old. Now, if you're from a certain culture, you may not understand what that means. Right. You know? So basically it's things that you grew up with that um that a lot of people can relate to, or maybe it's just you that can relate to that. Like I I did a um I did one today and it says I am walking across the roof of the projects to get to my house years old. So when I, <laughs> when I was younger, 
and the elevator didn't work, we had to go all the way up to the rooftop to walk across to mm-hmm. get to my building. Mm-hmm. Why we had to do that? My aunt would 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 um. She would understand that a little better, but no, because we had to get to the stairs. We had to get right. We had to get to the stairs. (laughs) So, and we're kids at that time. But if you did not grow up in the projects, you wouldn't know what that meant. And if you didn't go, so if you, we're originally from New Jersey, so our projects is more high rising, high rises than like new york new jersey they're high rises but if you go like to down south south, they look like houses right and people are like oh this is a project and we're like what What? (laughs) that doesn't look like the projects to me i'm moving in there (laughs) (laughs) so but that's that's it that's a that's a um uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a area difference of mm-hmm. of a living a geographical, yes. ge- yeah, geographical difference. Um, and so those memes that's going around, somebody may read her post and be like, "I don't." Understand. You had to walk across the roof. <laughs> what? <laughs> right. You know. Um, Were you trying to commit suicide? Did you jump off? Like right. what? <laughs> no, no, just no. Calm right. Down. Right, but but that's what happened in her world, and anyone that 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 is from that area understands what you're talking about. You know, broken elevators, they don't work. You have to figure it out, and that's a New York thing too. Um, so uh, <laughs> the I elevator know. thing threw me off. <laughs> she trying to <laughs> take my topic somewhere else. Um, <laughs> but you know, those are differences in in dating that you have to consider too because even moving and relocating um with your significant other like what does that look like to you um all of that matters ultimately like when it comes to dating uh or considering um marrying somebody you know let's take it a step further considering marrying somebody like you have to there's spiritual things so if i'm a atheist I'm definitely not. But if I was if I'm an atheist and he's a Christian, um, we might be bumping heads in, in, immediately at all times. Because while he's walking around playing worship music, I'm saying turn it off. So then we don't we we, you know, uh, biblically that's unequally yoked, meaning we don't fit together. And, you know, you may agree or disagree with that. I have known people that were married that had two different faiths, but eventually it becomes an issue because while you're doing Ramadan and I'm fasting for something else, we're not equally on the same wavelength mentally and spiritually. So it can cause bigger problems um and some of your practices of your beliefs may not agree or align with my practices and my beliefs or even even taking it a step further in that you may be an entrepreneur and your significant other is not right your significant other is the one where i just want to chill at home i just want to go through my day to day i'm going to work come home watch tv read the 
paper, play with the dog, maybe play with the kids for a little bit, and then I'm going to bed. Where you up at three o'clock in the morning trying to create the newest invention? And I think that that's hard to even understand, mm -hmm. honestly, because um, right now we work, but we still have the entrepreneurial mindset because there's multiple things that we are involved in doing as far as, you know, outside of just what we do <laughs> during the day. Um, and so I feel like my husband may not understand. I remember I dated someone back in the day and, and he was, um, I would, I, I guess I would say he, he was entrepreneurial in a sense of he was able to have a flexible, not flexible. His schedule was, he worked at night, like late night, but then he worked in the, on the weekends and I did a nine to five. So I would be home at nine at five o'clock and he was getting ready to go out late night. And I'm mad because he's not spending quality time with me. And he's like, well, I'm not a nine to fiver. You know, I, my work is depending on, you know, when I get a job, when I get a gig. Mm -hmm. And so he was more in the music industry and it was hard for me to kind of grasp that at the beginning because I went to work nine to five and you're in the music industry. So it's all types of hours you're coming in and that's frustrating, you know, because I'm trying to get up and go to work. And needless to say, that can be really difficult because you're trying to build a relationship and grow with each other. And then you don't even know <laughs> you know, you don't know how to, how to make it work. That's why a lot of entrepreneurs either date or marry another entrepreneur. Um, by the way, me and Elaine are getting tired of the word entrepreneur, but, um, <laughs> tell them why, <laughs> because last year, was it last year? It was all about empowerment, empowerment conference, this empowerment webinar, that, and we got so sick of the word empowerment. Yeah. Now it's entrepreneur. And can we just be a little, if we're entrepreneurs, why can't we be more creative than that? Right, right. So I have no started... offense because we are entrepreneurs, but we have dictionaries too, like the sources and things right. where it's like, okay, let's be a little bit more creative with who we are. If we're creating these things for people right. to see us as whatever right. that thing just, is or it, that brand it is. It just seems like now everybody is yes. all about that. Everything, everything is entrepreneur. And everybody honestly isn't made to be an entrepreneur. Some people need to be a nine to fiver. And some people need that structure. Absolutely. Um, so I said to say, when you are dating or considering dating, um, you have to let that person know the type of lifestyle you have. And that includes what you are doing. Like, Hey, I'm going to be out late night. So if you're looking for somebody that's going to be there and, you know, going to the movies late night and stuff like that, that may not be me. I may have to kind of fit you in my schedule. And, and I think that that's hard to understand, but that's why most entertainers only date entertainers because you understand I may be gone for two months, but even on the, on the flip side of that, um, as, as you were saying, Shakira, no, what is, what is your role? What is your role? Because right. you can be two entrepreneurs or two ent entertainers 
and you realize you get into this place to where if y'all always going at the same times all the time, then what is the purpose of this relationship? Right. So if you're gonna be a nine to five and that person is an entrepreneur, it has to be understood. Right. Not later on in the game, like I didn't know you're gonna be out this much. If I would have known that, well, that's a conversation that should have been had in the beginning of the relationship. So as the relationship shifts and it transitions to different things, you're able to transition and shift together. And that's that's really the key. It's, it's mainly about communicating. I think a lot of times we don't ask enough questions in the dating process. We don't ask, um, you know, what do you like? What is your faith? What do you believe in? What are your strengths? What are your, you know, uh, what's an ideal date for you. You you said a key thing. What do you like? What do you want out of it? Because we come into the situation with our top 10 list of what we want out of that person, but we're not looking at what is it? Am I willing to give to this person so that we can exist in the same space even in a dating sense right are we gonna are we gonna commit to this dating thing and be um what is it synonymous Mon- uh, monogamous yeah right monogamous. right <laughs> right you making me question what the word is <laughs> look at our dictionary wait a minute <laughs> monogamous you know, that we're gonna be exclusive and thank you it's exclusive <laughs> with one another and those are things you have to think about you may want the dating but do you want the person in the date right and that's that's key like it's hard out here you know what i mean i just got my 38 on i'm woo, just saying it's totally not that exciting <laughs> but uh <laughs> as being you know pushing that 40 mark you know and you're dating and you're not i'm not in a relationship right now you know all of those questions matter even more like do you want children um do you have children if so how many do you have um girl <laughs> no for real like i so sidebar well not sidebar this is totally a part of it so i was like oh my god sierra used to used to date future she was so gonna hold on on future which if you know if you sierra the singer future the rapper um and you know i was like but this man has like 10 kids i think 11 i think he just had one i think that might be number 11 um and i'm like but she was head over heels for this man she wanted him it didn't matter i guess Uh, or maybe she didn't know how many he had i'm not sure um but then came along a god-fearing man um (laughs) had didn't have any children you know, of age, mature, responsible, out of, you know, was um, married once, but understood what it took for the second marriage, treats her like royalty and had two kids by her. I'm wait, I'm sorry, one, but I think, I think they're going to have another one. (laughs) (laughs) I think they're going to have another one. She's going to do one more after this tour and this music tour that she's going on soon um but i say all that to say like you know what's those questions asked like you know how many kids how many baby mothers um 
Do I want to be with somebody with all these kids, maybe mothers? Could they give me that time that I need? Um, and a reality check, you know, he was still searching when they were in a relationship, clearly, because he cheated on her. So he was still searching. And I don't know if he found the person yet. I mean, but he did get another child, but I'm not sure if he's still searching. <laughs> um, so even in that, when when we talk about dating and you're going from traditional to family to the your culture makeup, now we're coming into the emotional makeup right. of your dating or even your marriage. Because one, one thing that I discovered is that whatever you love, like, or were involved in while you were dating, or even you as an individual, you're bringing that into every situation with someone else. I know we've all talked about at some time or another how you get into a relationship, but you're never resolved of the other relationships prior to that one. So whenever there's some type of breakdown or disagreement in your present relationship, you bring back all the prior relationships that broke down in their personalities and the emotional breakdowns that you had with these other people into the new relationship and you cause that to be dysfunctional. Right. So not only are you causing it to be dysfunctional, you're looking at the new person like the old people. Right. So you have to you have to do an emotional evaluation of yourself as well when you enter a new uh, relationship. Right. And then are you giving yourself time between relationship to relationship? Mm -hmm. Because that that plays a role in the emotional aspect, too. Like, am I running to this next person because I just need a companion or if, am, am I running to this next person because I'm ready to jump my, into another relationship, even though I was so hurt and distraught over the last one? You know, um, that's important. Um, I, I. Sorry, I'm on the the R and B singers and rap, but <laughs> there was um, Janae Aiko, I think her name is. Um, well, I'm gonna go with you on that because <laughs> I might have pronounced it incorrectly. Um, but she was dating the rapper Sean, um, Big Sean, and she just came out with a song. I didn't hear the song, but I heard about the song, and it was pretty much like a real. Um, Khalees, I hate you so much right now kind of song and she like was just so angry and bitter and th at least that's what I heard allegedly I'll say Um, and I say all that to say like you know they have been broken up for months and then she came out with the song recently and I, don't, and I don't know if they're back together now after the song I'm not really sure but I will say that sometimes we think we're over something or a previous relationship and you're not and it takes time for that healing to happen before you jump to that next relationship and evaluate yourself we were just talking about how important it is to self-evaluate that's what triggered that mm -hmm. to self-evaluate and um understand like maybe there is some things that need to change within you just like we, we t i was talking earlier about black how or black women and being upset that um caucasian women are dating black men or black men dating however you want to put it and 
saying like, why are they taking all the men? You know, you hear this or why, why are they taking all of our men or why all our men going after white girls or whatever other cultures, Hispanic girls. And the reality is sometimes it's a self check because they may be providing to that man, regardless of his skin color, something that a black woman wasn't. It could be sensitivity. It could be understanding. It could also be um, uh, just allowing them to say what they want when they want. You know, sometimes some most, <laughs> I was going to say some, but I feel like most black women sometimes can have that like, who are you talking to? You know, check me if you want, you know, kind of attitude. And sometimes that backfires on us. Um, where it's like, no, we need to check ourselves and make sure that we are responding correctly, not letting someone take advantage of you, but responding correctly before jump, before putting that fence up. And not saying that there's not any bum men or bum women out there that just make you run for cover to another culture. <laughs> We're not saying that. Right. But what... <laughs> What I am saying is that we can hate each other as African-American people so much to where that is the catalyst to run to something else. Like, for instance, if you are a parent, and I'll say from my experience, not that I've done it, but where I come from, parents be cussing their kids out. Mm -hmm. So when they get of age, they like, I'm out of here. I don't want to be bothered. My mother was like this, that. My father was like this and that. And I'm out of here. But then what happens with that? Sometimes they turn into the thing that they hated. Right. So that's important too. Like we have to love each other and our culture enough to where another culture is just uh, diversifying who we get to love, right? Not so much as I'm running to a white man, or I'm running to a white woman, or I'm running to an Asian guy because black men and black women is this, that, and the third. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be like that because another culture can be the same bum person that right. was in your culture, <laughs> right? Right. That color doesn't necessarily change things. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're still a bum. Some people will say another word, but we're gonna say bum today. Right. <laughs> right. That so, <laughs> so, but it's true, and that's the thing. So it's like you know, it's not necessarily running here and running there. It's making sure that who you do find that the qualities that they have that it's not generational things that are still unresolved. Because I don't want to date anybody that I'm going to have issues with their parents. Because their parents didn't want them. Maybe they had another woman in mind. And it wasn't about color. It was just they had a different woman in mind. Right. They had, you know, there's people that marry people and the men don't make as much money as the women. And their parents or their grandparents or whoever in their family feel like they should have higher standards and that they shouldn't be dating this person or marrying this person because they make more money than the guy. But the reality is, I feel like if if you make more money, if he, 
as a woman, if I make more money than my husband, but he's out here working and grinding, I don't care about that because I know he's, he's doing what he has to get done. Now, if you are out here sleeping and waking up and, and spending money on my dime and I'm paying for your bills and your food and every time we go on vacation, it's my money, then no. No, 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 no. You can get the curb and everything else with it. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing because I'm thinking about remember Terry and Soul Food? Only 32000 such and such is yours. Right. Like, really? <laughs> Did you just right. play him out like that at the dinner table? <laughs> right. And if y'all haven't seen Soul Food, I don't know where y'all been. It's such an old movie, but it's so good. Um, but it, it, yeah. And it's like, I wouldn't count like, oh, my, my, my husband my um husband or my boyfriend or the guy i'm dating he's a garbage man literally y'all know garbage men actually do pretty well financially (laughs) they don't like my cousin is a garbage man but anyway i didn't mean to put spences out there but he is and he makes really good money and but if i'm a lawyer and what if in my category or caliber of work the men that are out there are slutty they're dirty. They're whores. They're not ready to settle down. Let's just be honest. And then it's like some, um, I seen this post on social media where the, um, there was this doctor, I don't know, I believe she was a doctor and she, um, she made like two, uh, 400,000 or something like that a year. And her husband made like 30 something. He was like a manager at Foot Locker. Um, and people were like, should she date him? Or should she marry him? And she married, she did marry him and she bought him a vehicle. Um, but I said, well, she needed him to come up a little bit because if he had a little car that wasn't getting him from to to and fro, she was she's not carrying him. He's working. And here's my listen. <laughs> do I was gonna say I don't care how much he make, but I think I do care. <laughs> here here here's my thing. He's working. And he has the potential of coming up. He may not be the four hundred thousand dollars, but she may motivate him to get to get somewhere. And that's what I'm saying. My thing, me personally, how are you value? And I'm not saying money is everything. That's not where I'm coming from. A, A healthy relationship where he's making lesser than she is. How is he valuing me with what he has? Right. Even though he knows I make more, even though he knows that he can use me as a sugar mama or whatever the case may be, how he values me in the relationship that that determines a lot. And if he's willing, this is listen, this is what I'm bringing to the table. I'm not bringing you no debt or anything like that. Or even if I have debt, can you help me work this out? I go to school on top of me going to work and yada, 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 whatever the case may be with that. Then it's I can work it. with that because I I would rather that I would rather that knowing he's going to be loyal, he honors me every day, he treats me like a queen. I don't feel like you know, there's people out here with money and they they don't even they can't even buy you a birthday cake, you know, and they have the money, they just don't value you. So and my thing with that is. He might make that much, but he may make, he may value me and make me feel like he's earning $400,000. Right. Right. 
and that that really matters so it's like you know sometimes you can't let everybody into your relationships either because they be the ones that's that only have a cat or a dog for their whole life (laughs) (laughs) because i mean (laughs) but you have to question is what they want for your relationship something that they want for themselves and they're like looking at your relationship for you right you know what i mean for you right and so like i know it's a lot of things that like we touched on tonight (laughs) today whatever day you're listening to this but it really it really just matters knowing who you're dating getting to know what their family history was even medical um who had what (laughs) you know because if you choose to have kids by this person you that lineage may bring along some of those things right you know while my my a lot of people in my family have mental illness that might bring along mental illness when i have my son and i have to consider that not saying oh well i'm not but knowing that makes it better for me to help to prevent that if i can um so it that that really matters and a lot of times people don't know that should you barely know what's in your family girl i'm talking about what's in somebody else's family <laughs> i had that conversation when um amelia was on my show and we were talking about you know <clears throat> menopause and um and just just not just menopause but um medical history period female uh medical history and what what people don't tell you they had besides the main cancer um i think i I just found out that somebody people in my family had dementia you know and that was recently i'm like oh really i didn't even know that so it's like if i don't ask and you don't tell (laughs) and so we have to get better i think also in in our community especially knowing what our family has so that when we do decide to date other people that we're all aware of what's happening and we're we're not just concerned with how much we love one another but we're also concerned with all the other factors that come along with that you know i think that's that's what matters the most and that take that takes accountability and responsibility for yourself as well as the other person like coming into a relationship you have to have enough responsibility for the other person too like when you when you come into that they're looking at you as something more and extra than what they have or something that that they can combine with so if you're combining or or allowing someone to combine with a bunch of secrets then that is a lie of a relationship waiting to happen and you're waiting to blame something on the other person. Like one of the main uh, secret topics that people don't share is have you had sexually transmitted diseases? Mm-hmm. How many have you had? Do you have AIDS? I don't, I don't believe that we're talking about that. You know, it, it's embarrassing, but it's freeing. Right. When you're honest with, with your mate. Right. And, and listen, health wise, that, that really matters. Um, sometimes, yeah, like you said, it's embarrassing, but when you know 
the relationship is getting serious and you are not in a physical a sexual relationship with that individual, then you, you, those questions need to be talked about. How many partners have you had? Um, all that matters. I know of course, to, in order to get married, um, you have to, you have to get, I think you have to take tests, right? Like before you get your license or whatever, you have to take, I don't know. Are you tell me Elaine? I'm so far removed from that. <laughs> okay whatever I, I, I but i believe i don't I think, think that now, it was mandatory but it was something that <laughs> definitely had to happen oh, I, I thought it was mandatory that <laughs> maybe in some states it is mandatory maybe i maybe. yeah i don't know i mean if or you been... have selected <laughs> <laughs> i mean it was a while ago so. <laughs> right. um but yeah i thought it was mandatory or if not it should be mandatory to find out what your partner is dealing with but not that the not like right before you about to get married like oh we're about to get no. married let's go ahead and see like uh we've been together for <laughs> two years. three years and now we're about to get married and then i found out you got this now i don't want to even do it now you're wasting my time like no so we don't want to do that but um but the whole point of the matter is this if you know who you're dating or who you're getting serious with it will prevent a lot of things early so that you can make the best decision for your future. And that's the overall, that's the most important thing, making the best decision for your future as to who you're dating and who you are desiring and desiring and who's desiring you. I don't want to be with anybody that's still married. Let's just, you know, people out here, you know, you, you, you still marry, you dating happily <laughs> and the other person doesn't really know that you're married. So they're getting serious and catching feelings and you never disclose that and they never asked you. And according to you, it would probably just be, well, you never asked me. <laughs> right. Right. Isn't that crazy? Well, you ain't even asked. Like, really? <laughs> that is so greedy and, and so selfish <laughs> right so you know what i have learned that in my i don't even know last time i've been on a date but when i do start dating again and actually go on some dates um you know i'm not gonna question him down the first date but i'm gonna throw some stuff out there to get an idea and and if we hit it off and get serious like that then yeah i'm questioning you all the way down because i don't ever want to make any mistakes that i've already made in the past and i want to make sure i know who i'm dating so i could cut it off early before before i get too attached or he gets attached and then we realize this is a no-go you know what i think when When you were talking, Shakira, about how um, not to spring it on the first date, I think this is where those those board games and different games come into play. Right. You know, like truth or dare, or <laughs> you can have dating scrabbles, stuff like that. Right. That way, break the ice, but then lead into those some serious questions. <laughs> oh, you know, there's a guy that has that. Well, I don't know. I think it's maybe... I don't know if it's just about dating. It's like one of those, would you do this if you right. were in this situation? Mm-hmm. How would you do that? To get an idea as to where that person's mind is. I think it's that guy, Derek, Derek John or Derek. You know, the guy who's always commenting on everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Derek Jackson. That's mm-hmm. his name. Um, 
and he he has different cars dating cars serious cars i don't have them so i don't know how like if they get a little raunchy but um but they do put you in a, a certain situation and then ask you a b c or d which one did i pick or which one you think i would pick and it gives you an idea to kind of get and get a uh, you know a handle on who is it that you're talking to um and if they're on the same wavelength as you so i agree 150 percent. like let's play a game <laughs> you know <laughs> be right. like this weirdo right um but it's but it's true so you know, I just felt like it's it's necessary because we don't talk about it enough and we don't talk about the dating racially and we don't talk about um, what we should ask and just things that we um, that women have to deal with, especially when it comes to dating. Um, but as long as you know where you are, even if you're in your healing process and maybe you just want to have a conversation with the opposite sex, um, so you go on a date. Um, but knowing where you are is really important so you can know what you want in a relationship. Anything you want to add to that before we wrap up? No, I think we said a mouthful today. (laughs) Can you tell your listeners if there's any part of the conversation to where you have a question about it or you want Shakira (laughs) to go deeper into a particular point that we, we touched on? Yeah, um, that's key. It is info. Oh, I always say this wrong. I'm sorry. It is I'm not 20 anymore at gmail.com. I am I'm not 2w2w. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sleepy. Um I'm not the number 20 anymore at gmail.com, or you can reach out to on Instagram and Facebook at I'm not 20 anymore. And I would love to hear your stories, your comments, your suggestions, your feedback, because that's what it's all about. I hope as always that you get something out of this, that you learn, that you grow, that you take it, that you share it and continue to spread it. Thank you so much. Have a blessed week until next week. Peace. Well, that's all for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it, laughed a little, and most importantly, learned a lot so that you can apply it in your week. If you're not already, please follow me on I'm Not 20 Anymore on Instagram and on Facebook. And don't forget to share this great information with your friends and family. Until next time, stay blessed, keep growing, and live every day fulfilled because, girl... You are not 20 anymore.